0: And welcome to the podcast episode number one hundred twenty-seven. Brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I'm your host Jesse Wilson. With me this week, as always, is
1: Eric Walquist. Thank you for listening, listener.
0: Hello, Eric.
1: Hello, Jesse. How was your week?
0: Um, it was good. Yeah, I had a good week. Yeah, Are you feeling Went to good? To my mom's house to watch the football.
1: Yeah, I saw the picture of you and your babe. You put you posted it on our Facebook page.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. If you want. If you want to see that swing by, uh, facebook.com slash personal arrogance, you can see a picture of me in my, uh, super cool 12th man jersey with my baby in her, uh, baby size 12th man jersey.
1: Yeah, and she's got like the, she's got the new jersey.
0: Yeah, (laughs) she has, she has the updated one. Mine's old school. Yeah. Mine's Reebok. She's, hers is Nike. It Mm -hmm. represents the generational differences between the two of us. Right. You know, there's common thread.
1: There's common thread. It's nylon. Exactly. Um, She's like, she's like, New, she's like Atlantic City. She's, she's New Jersey.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, that, I did not get that one yeah. at first.
1: I think that that joke belongs in Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all month, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm here all year. <laughs> Hopefully getting paid at some point. <laughs> I just hang out. Uh, yeah, I, I had a good week. I went to a really fancy restaurant last night. It's called mm-hmm. Lark here in Seattle. It's the type of place that you get like tiny little portions, and mm. you get, like you get to try a bunch of different stuff. But my—that's f- uh,
0: the biggest trick. who what? Like how? How did that happen? You pay more money for less food. Well, but it's like
1: locally sourced, and it's it's higher quality food than I've eaten in the past year. <laughs> it's like right, like everything is delicious, and it's about tasting. It's not about the. The gluttonous American. I'm going to shovel this, everything I can into my mouth. But you can't even fill up. Yeah, we, I, I definitely filled up. Oh, okay. Yeah, like we did. We
0: probably just did. had to eat uh, your wife's food, also,
1: and the table <laughs> over. You ate their food. Well, I think we did like 14 courses of like small <laughs> plates. I'm serious. <laughs> wow, it was a uh, it was good, and you get to try like if we would if I would have put everything I ate on one plate, it would be like a heaping plate. Right. But it's just, like, split up. So in the it is out. about
0: gluttonous American overconsumption. But it's
1: the appearance of not, <laughs> which is what's important. But it's my,
0: having your cake and eating 14 servings <laughs> of it, too. Exactly.
1: Yeah, my favorite part of it was that I kind of got to defeat the Kraken a little bit. The They had a dish that was baby octopus. Oh, yeah? And they were just, like, these little octopuses. And it was, like, the whole body. And you just pop it in your mouth and you eat them. That's gross and sad. They were delicious. I I do not condone this behavior. You gotta get them before the beak develops. <laughs> While they're nice little chewy morsels, <laughs> and they were delicious. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. How
0: do you even catch baby octopi?
1: Octopods use <laughs> baby octopus octopus bait. Oh, okay. You, you put out tiny little uh, sailing ships into the ocean, and then they attack them. It's the cutest thing ever. And then you just pull them out of the ocean <laughs> and eat them. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. It makes them feel strong right before their demise. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so I get to eat a fancy meal, and it was paid for by my mom. It was, my, it was her Christmas oh. present to my sister and I. Nice. Yeah. I love a mom meal. Mom meal. Um, so yeah, it was fun, but, uh, I want to get to, I want to get to listen to feedback because we got a ton of it this week, but before we do, uh, I have to do the dedication. This episode is going to go out to the most snubbed person in Seattle sports wise, and that's Edgar Martinez. Mm. Did you hear what happened today, Jesse? No. For the fourth year in a row, Edgar Martinez has been not voted into the baseball hall of fame. And, in fact, he only got 36% of the vote, and you need 75% of the vote to get in. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was kind of a weird year. Actually, nobody got into the Hall of Fame this year because nobody got 75% of the vote. But it's really, it's kind of a shame because a lot of people aren't voting for Edgar Martinez because he was a designated hitter, which I think is a lot of bunk. It's like... Nobody's like uh, nobody's sitting back saying, "Well, you know, uh, Hank Aaron. We voted him in because he hit because he broke the single season home run record." But you know, it was really his fielding that tipped the tipped the point. You know, and you have uh, Edgar Martinez. He's he's in the company. He's one of only ten players in Major League history to put up three hundred plus home runs, five hundred plus doubles, one thousand plus walks, posted a batting average of three hundred and on base percentage of over four hundred. All of the other people who've done that are either in the Hall of Fame or they're named Chipper Jones, Manny Ramirez, Albert Pujols, or Tol- Todd Helton, none of which are eligible yet. So, this is my rant, and I think we all need to get behind Edgar Martinez because if there are closers in the Hall of Fame and closers only work for one inning, like every fourth game, and a designated hitter actually plays every game and hits four times, uh, I think that, I think that's time I think it's just national League. This is bothering. It's irking me, and therefore I'm 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 dedicating this episode to Edgar.
0: Wow. Uh, I don't give a shit about baseball. <laughs> Baseball's great, Eric. It's football playoffs, and you want to talk about s- stickball?
1: Well, maybe, I don't think so. Maybe they shouldn't have put the hall this, of fame. Vote I'm right
0: rededicating this to Russell Wilson. Russell or Wilson or RG freeze knee.
1: Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> or Mike Shanahan for leaving Russ, uh, RG3 in the game when he was like hobbling like yeah, Tiny that was, Tim. That was
0: hard to watch. Yeah. Hard to watch. Now that's a sport.
1: That is a sport. And guess what? Bring on Atlanta. Uh huh. Um, speaking of which, uh, I want to get to some listener feedback this week. And, uh, first piece of listener feedback, uh, is coming from Kevin Salcedo. And, uh, oh, he's actually from Seattle. But <laughs> but he says, hey, guys, thanks for all the recommendations and recommendations for board games on the most recent cast. Over the holidays, I picked up Small World, per your hype. Still reading through the rules, but I hope to bust that baby out during an upcoming game night with friends. I can't recall if you recommended this one, but I also picked up Descent 2nd Edition. This game becomes highly recommended from a coworker. Looks interesting as it's a tactical game with some adventure FRPG elements into it. Also, who knew that serious board games might be making such a huge comeback socially? I mentioned that I picked up both games to a coworker, and a few hours later we had half a dozen of us plotting an in-office game night soon, playing Mage Knight. Uh Aside from board games, what are your favorite general go-tos for card games? And we're not talking, like, CCGs like Magic. Personally, I dig Cards Against Humanity, as well as various flavors of Flux and Poo uh, and Guillotine. So stay arrogant. That's Kevin. He's right here in Seattle. Uh, so Jesse, there's a lot to there's a lot to digest there. Um, first, uh, good on him for picking up Small World. That's a good game. And it's a good intro game for the people in your game group. I
0: haven't played Descent. Have you played Descent? No, I haven't. I've always wanted to though. I hear it's quite quite good.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of like a D and D like on a board, basically. From what I yeah. understand.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Um. And, uh, but but this is an interesting question. What are your general go-tos for card games and not CCGs like Magic? Of course,
0: Citadels. Right. 18 I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battle for Hill 218, right. or kind of ones we've mentioned before. Blood Bowl Team Manager, I always come back to that. That's a that's like a deck-building
1: card game I really enjoy. Yeah, that's a game that we... Uh, I don't think we talk about that game enough. That's a great game, and it is card-based. There's some other elements to it, but it's card-based. Right. Also, there's Dominion. I don't know what your uh, opinion is on Dominion.
0: Oh, I like Dominion. Yeah, yeah. definitely
1: get Dominion, dude. <laughs> Dominion's good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Dominion. I just think that there's a lot of other games that are in front of that one for me. Like, if I had any game I could play. I don't um, know that you've played it enough,
0: though, is the thing. Maybe
1: not. And I'm pretty sure I've just I know just I've destroyed. only played,
0: like, the most basic card set. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a ton of different ways to play that game.
1: Oh, well... Yeah, and there's yeah, there's a ton of expansions. Um So yeah, those those are ours. Uh, we're we're right up there. I haven't played Flux yet and I haven't played Pooh, but I know Pooh is that uh monkey game where you throw poo at people.
0: Right, yeah. I don't I I think I've played that once. Mm-hmm. Flux is uh Flux is fun. It's not much of a game. It's more of like a, a social thing. But okay. I mean it's one of those games where it's like you don't go into it trying to win. You just have a good time while you play it.
1: Yeah, kind of like Munchkin. <laughs> oh
0: god. Don't get <laughs> Munchkin. Don't go down that road. That's the
1: most dangerous road in board game. Is <laughs> the Munchkin world. Road. It's it actually goes right along with the yellow brick yellow brick road. Yeah. Cuz there were it's, Munchkins there. Except
0: it's a money pit.
1: Yeah. It is a money pit. But I also and there's no Tom Hanks. The cool thing <laughs> the cool thing with uh the cool thing with Flux is that they do have a lot of cool flavors and I do want to try back to the future flux just for the hell of it cuz I love back to the future so much.
0: Oh, I bet I bet you'd really enjoy that.
1: Yeah. Um so now speaking of Georgia, uh, I want to give a shout out to Chris Rogers. He says, "Hey guys, thanks for the shout out. Uh I have been trying to tune more people into your cast just to even hear my shout out about how much I love Magic. And what you guys think about it?" For my favorite cor- cards and formats, I love constructed formats like Standard and Legacy, and my favorite card of the day is Sphinx's Revelation, which allows you to draw X cards and gain X life. Also love all the beer talk, but I'm from the South, Georgia to be exact, so we just buy cases of Natty Lights and PBR and go all night and day. Again, thanks for the shout-out, and go Broncos! Rootin' for well, the Broncos! Okay. That's, he, said, he didn't go, go Falcons, and he's from Georgia, so we got to give him some credit. All right, I, I would
0: like to see the Broncos go to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I would. I actually, I wouldn't want to play them in the Super Bowl, though. I no, I'd rather play I, any other team in the in the AFC or other than the Broncos.
0: Yeah, that's that's why they might end up going. But it would be so fun because, as I've said before, mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Super Bowl weekend, yes. Eric and I are going to be in Boulder, Colorado. So right. that'd be a lot of fun to be in the home state of the rival. Speaking of which, that Friday, um, what is that? Is that February first? That's February one. At uh eight o'clock, Avery yes. Brewing Company, the mm-hmm. tasting room, we will be there with Aaron and Jim Jones of the Bald Move
1: Network for mm-hmm. a little fan meet and greet. Yep. So uh so come there if you live in the Colorado area, come up, drop on by and have a beer with us.
0: The Colorado area.
1: The Anywhere color- in the state. Anywhere or in the surrounding states. Yeah, the four corners. <laughs> um, and then finally, I want to hit this up um, in the email section. Dennis from Germany wrote us again, uh, our German correspondent. Uh, he says, 2013 uh, is upon us, and now I'm an official member of the Panfee movement. wonder if it nice. still exists. Uh, for those uh, listeners who don't know, the Panfee movement is a personal arrogance nerd fitness initiative. It's something that we talked about a lot, and then we stopped talking about it because I stopped doing it. <laughs> but... I think Panfy's back, dude, because I signed up for the gym at work, and I'm actually going to go work out tomorrow. Oh, nice! Yeah, perfect. I'm going to Palm Springs in March, so I got to get my uh, my desert bod. Want to look like Gross. Mad Max? Anyway, uh, so he says I was at the gym the other day and listened to a bunch of old episodes of your wonderful cast, and I asked myself, "What are your top five favorite movies?" I think that that that's got to wait for another show, but uh, that's a good mm. question. Uh, but he then he goes into this. Another thing I want to bring up is the topic of censorship in video games and movies. For example, here in Germany, every game that, that is set in World War II lacks the symbology of the National Socialists, aka Nazis. Uh, I mean, is it is absurd that we as Germans are forbidden to see those symbols, even if we are confronted with them in our history classes, etc. We should learn from our bad past, but they're but are not allowed to do this in a video game. I'm calling bullshit on this one. Oh, the symbols aren't censored in movies, even in movies like Inglorious Bastards. It seems weird to me, but anyway, another thing that is censored uh is the censored action in old classics like The Thing or Terminator until 2003, even the book version of American Psycho was banned from the market in Germany. Well, I'm not I'm complaining too much. I guess that's the price you pay for nudity on free TV. <laughs> and, you know, Dennis, I think it's I think that's a fair trade-off. Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, uh, that's tough, but I mean, the Terminator and especially the thing? What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, the, the whole video game censorship thing is crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's still part of this weird misconception that like video games are more of like an active form of entertainment, so people but, like go crazy when they I don't know when they play violent video games, yeah. they're gonna start becoming neo Nazis or something. I, uh, I think we've we've done we've said it in the past, but we're pretty much
1: anti censorship. Yeah, and it, in it, all forms. And this is a big deal in in Australia too. Like they uh, won't even sell a bunch of video games in Australia, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, they like M rated ones. I don't know. A lot of politicians have stupid ideas.
1: Basically, <laughs> that's um, kind of it. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. And I wonder how, how they play, how they sold any video games between like 1998 and, and like 2006. Cause every one of those video games had Nazis as the bad guys.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that what they can do though is they, they change it. They, they'll change like the swastika. Mm. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe cause there's no swastikas in Axis and Allies. And for some reason, I think that was oh, so they that they could the, sell the game in Germany.
1: Yeah, they use the Iron Cross.
0: Yeah, cause you can use that black, white, and red cross thingy. Yeah. And, but you just can't use the swastika itself. So,
1: Interesting. I don't know.
0: I, 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 what I do know is that they won't buy stuff with swastikas on them at, on the Pawn Stars pawn shop.
1: Oh, well. Good. But the, do they, do they have battle totes?
0: <laughs> I don't know. We should call and find out.
1: <laughs> All right. And we have one more uh, listener feedback. This was a voicemail and I want to play it right now. Hey, I and Jesse. this is Josh from Texas. And that's it. <laughs> Josh, I
0: well, we, you explain what happened. There. Josh,
1: you sent us a two minute uh, voicemail and I loved it. We were very happy because we've been getting some very short voicemails. But unfortunately there was some kind of muddled uh, thing going on with your phone and we couldn't really understand a lot of what you were saying. So please call in again. Next week, Josh from Texas. We'll have a segment for you. Just be sure that you're enunciating and you're speaking on a landline and you have, I don't know, a direct—it was weird. I don't know what I don't know what was going on, but it sounded kind of muffled, and we couldn't really understand what was going on. But we do want to hear from you, and we want to hear from Josh from Texas. We want to hear from all of our listeners. You can call us 360-362-0024, and we will play whatever we can understand on the podcast.
0: Yeah, it sounded like you were talking into a raccoon's butthole and hoping mm. the words would come out of its mouth, and then the mouth was on— the raccoon mouth was next to a telephone, well, or a tin can with a string on it.
1: If that's what was happening, I I'd say that's pretty successful.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's called a it's called an Oklahoma two way down there, <laughs> two way radio. It's <laughs> yeah. what I meant by that. Yeah.
1: Uh, so Jesse, uh, before we do a little thing, me out roll up, what are you drinking this week?
0: Um, I'm drinking homebrew, but I haven't even gotten into it yet because huh. I'm drinking some hot tea and water because I may have taken a nap uh and just woke up about an hour ago and still a little groggy. Excellent. Great Pop. That makes for good radio. Good, and podcast, a
1: good, raspy radio voice. That's what they up.
0: told you to do in your communication classes mm-hmm. at university, right? Exactly. Make sure you nap right before you go on the air. Yeah, or nap when you're on
1: the air, if you're a sleep talker. Um, done and
0: done. I am, actually. <laughs> I was watching Parks and Rec the other day and, uh, uh, Nope, Leslie Nope, like falls asleep on the couch and she's sleep talking and like jolting up in her sleep and stuff. Uh-huh. And Tasha was like, that's exactly what you're like when you sleep. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Apparently I just jolt up and like look at her and mumble and go back to sleep. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I- I'm a nightmare.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're all at the point in our lives where, like, we're realizing that we're getting older, and the older you get, the weirder you get. This is what this, I, this is what very I'm true. Um, I'm drinking Pyramid Snowcap. This was brought over uh, for the football game last weekend. Uh, MVP of life, Jordy Hoyt, uh, brought it over uh, to watch the game, and I'm, I'm sipping the uh, the sweet flavors of Pyramid Snowcap uh, before it goes away. All right, yep. Jesse, let's do a little tiny man roll-off. What
0: do you say? Um, I say yeah, but our, our I guess we'll get to this. We have a
1: little bit of feedback on our Facebook page too. Yeah, we'll get to that. I, okay. I've, I've got a plan. Okay. Um, but we're right I'll, now. I trust in you. All right, great. Right now we're going to roll each roll a 20 sided die, see who gets to speak first on the podcast, and here we go. Eric, I rolled a 16. I rolled a four. You're up, buddy. All right. Well,
0: um, I do want to get to another piece of feedback, which is, uh, this week's Connect the Dotsy from Roger Dotsy. All right, and uh, he wrote in and said, "I was disappointed you did not provide a best of 2012 segment." And we've done these best ofs in the past. That's true. So um, he wrote in and uh, gave us some suggestions. So
1: uh, I just figured that we should do that. I like it, you know. I and I actually thought about doing a best of, but uh, then I forgot. <laughs> I thought about it
0: too. And then I thought I should go to our last best of and re listen to it so I could do all the same (laughs) topics. And then I was like, screw that. Yeah. I'm going to talk about, I don't know, boner pills or something.
1: Yeah. Probably. So, so anyway, what are the categories? (laughs) Well, um,
0: we're going to do, and, uh, you're going to, you're going to chime in here. I'm kind of catching you off guard, but again, obviously, I'm not a huge fan of pre production. Mm -hmm. Commercial of the year, color of the year, Mm -hmm. food beverage of the year, animal of the year, fictional character of the year. And this is where, um, I decided to go off the rails a little bit and add my own spin. Ah. I'm at, uh, fiction, uh, sorry, uh, best use of an accent. Okay. Best beer. Uh huh. And of course we have to do this. We did this in, uh, last year. Ginger of the year.
1: Yeah. I was going to, I was going to tag on ginger of the year. Cause that's a, that's a PA tradition. Yes. All right. So, so uh, first why, up. Why
0: don't we get into it mm-hmm. with, uh, commercial of
1: the year? Okay.
0: I'm nominating mm-hmm. uh the J.G. Wentworth commercials.
1: <laughs> it's my Are money, f- and <laughs> I want it now.
0: Exactly. Um Specifically, the one where they're yelling out the window, it's my money and I want it now. Mm-hmm. But they followed up that genius. I didn't think it was possible uh-huh. to make two commercials of such caliber, uh one after the other. There's also the one where they're on the bus and they're singing opera, and it's like, Oh, I yeah. have a structured annuity <laughs> and I need cash now Call JG Wentworth. 877 <laughs> cash now. <laughs> 877 like- cash now. Yeah, I like it for its creativity. Yep. I like it for the production value, the music and uh-huh. stuff. And I'm giving it bonus points for creativity. Uh, uh, not creativity, sorry, um, effectiveness.
1: <laughs> no, 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 not. no, no,
0: I can make a points <laughs> for effectiveness because I know that I know that, that phone number. If I ever decide to cash in on my annuity, yeah, I'm calling eight seven seven cash now. That sounds great because it's my money and I want it now.
1: Um, I'm going to nominate the uh, the Samsung Galaxy commercial mm. where the uh, husband is going on the in the in away on a trip. And his uh, wife and kids are there. He's getting in oh, the cab. Yeah. And the kids say, Daddy, we made you a video. Watch it on the plane. And he's like, thank you. And they like, beep. And then the wife goes, I also made you a video. Probably don't want to watch it on the plane. See, I have a problem with this one mm-hmm. because
0: um I think there's probably way too many people making Dirty videos and sending it to their significant others right now. But the and thing is,
1: this this, <laughs> this man is in a committed relationship uh-huh. with his wife and two children. He's he's support. He's 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 contributing to the household, going on a business trip, and his wife is uh, you know keeping the fire burning. And I say more power to you as a, as a married couple.
0: That's true. Yeah. I, I, I retract my previous statement. They thank also you. made one they followed up with a yes, uh, Christmas edition. The Santa
1: edition. Yeah. Which Wait, that's uh that's a little racy. Was not as excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because it didn't make any sense. <laughs> because, yeah
0: for the sleigh ride. Yeah, the
1: elves say watch it on the sleigh. He's like, thank you. And then uh and then Mrs. Claus comes up and says I made mean, you a you video, probably don't want to watch it on the sleigh. I'm like, why not watch it on the sleigh? Because of Rudolph? Oh Rudolph! Oh, those are Rudolph some- with his nose so bright. Might see that. Mm-hmm. Judgmental. Uh huh. Very. <laughs> if, there, if there's one thing that Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer song teaches us, it is that reindeer are very judgmental.
0: Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Ru- uh, reindeer are super conservative. So my the final uh final nominee mm-hmm. is the Windows 8 commercial that basically just plays that song. That's like yeah. He's like, I am just too close to love you. Wap, 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 wap. Mm-hmm. I think we've all seen it, and, no. uh, it, it was effective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how are we deciding this?
1: Uh, I say we put it up to the listener. If you feel strongly about one of these commercials, please let us know on our no, Facebook. No,
0: we're, we're not doing that. Right, Eric, there's, a, there's an envelope. <laughs> you have an envelope. Oh.
1: Brr. Uh, J.G. Wentworth. All right.
0: <laughs> all right. What's the second category?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Color of the year. All right. And the nominees the are. hmm Uh, at least my my nominees are high vis green, mm-hmm. wolf gray,
1: mm-hmm. and the perennial all star black. Okay. Um, I think those are good nominees. Why don't we Why don't we flush those out a little bit?
0: Yeah, high vis green. Okay. Uh, there's a Sounders green right there's the but most importantly the bright green that lines the numbers on the Seahawks jersey it's mm-hmm. the stripe running down the leg and it's the eyeball of the Seahawk right yeah, yeah. so you know that piercing green uh wolf gray yep. the alternate jersey
1: color for uh the Seahawks again i really hope they wear that this week cuz it's like a road uniform and i was kind of disappointed they didn't wear it in the first round of the playoffs
0: yeah it's weird like i don't know how they make those decisions
1: yeah it's all marketing <laughs> yeah.
0: Um are they allowed to wear it more than once? I thought it was just like a one off thing. No,
1: they're allowed to wear. It. No, when they when they released the jerseys, they said it was their official alternate and they wore in the pants separately. Um they really? wore in the gray pants this season without the gray jersey. Really? That's weird. This has been jersey talk.
0: Anyway, um and finally black because it's a you know, it's a classic.
1: It is classic. It's the color of my favorite type of coffee and my favorite type of Friday. <laughs> Um, I don't, no, I think those are all good nominees. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go for the wolf gray. All right. Just because it has the term wolf in it.
0: Yeah, the wolf is good. I also like the slate gray. It's cousin slate gray, sounder slate gray. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, uh, food slash beverage of the year. Yes. Nominees. Yep. Beer. Yes. Strong contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, burritos. Yep. Again, strong contender. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh the bougiest selection here, New York strip steak. Delicious. My favorite cut of steak.
1: I'm gonna go bougier and uh-huh. I'm gonna say baby octopus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Disqualified. <laughs> it is delicious. It's 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 not it, it cannot be nominated if it's also a live animal.
1: What? That's a that's a New York strip steak? Is was a live animal at one point? No, no.
0: I mean baby octopus is also Something you could use to describe a live animal.
1: Uh, I describe cows as New, as New York strip steaks all the time. <laughs> New York strip Look sticks. at that New York strip steak. Look <laughs> at the hooves on that New York strip steak. Um uh, like
0: burrito just means tiny donkey.
1: Yeah, I always thought that was weird. It is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm going beer. I think beer is it.
0: All right. Um. As so next next category, animal of the year. Uh huh. Uh, th- this first nominee has made a big impression with Reddit. It's been a big year. The internet's been good to it, and that's house cats. Definitely. Uh, second nominee, one of my all-time favorite animals, corgis. Okay. And thirdly, uh, they're large.
1: They're in charge. They're elephants. I'm gonna go larger and charger, and I'm gonna go with the giant squid.
0: I guess baby octopus. This is the category for baby octopus. This is the
1: category. <laughs> uh, the reason being is that they actually videotaped a giant squid. That's true. Yes, which,
0: that's happened in the past.
1: No, this is the first time it's actually been videotaped. Before it was just still oh, pictures, still a camera. But this oh. sounds like the most terrifying expedition ever, mm-hmm. because the way that they was did it James this, Cameron. No, no, <laughs> yeah, they went down there. And James Cameron was riding the octopus, <laughs> riding the j <giant> squid. <laughs> um, but no, like they, they, so they didn't want any lights or anything on this submarine to go down into the ocean because they thought it would scare away the squid. Uh-huh. So they didn't have any lights. They only had infrared lights, and they had an infrared camera that would pick up those infrared lights. But basically, these two guys got in the submarine. And they did a hundred dives down to 630 meters. It's like a thousand feet below the ocean, in pitch black water, and just sat there. Wow! In the, and they, and it worked in silence, and it worked. Yeah. And what they would do is they would put out a smaller squid as bait, and wait for a giant squid to come <laughs> and attack them, basically. <laughs> well, but it worked. Good, good work. Good work. But they the one that they found, the one they got video of, is only ten feet long.
0: Oh, lame.
1: Yeah, that's a medium-sized squid at best. It's tiny It's well. It's technically the species, but I mean, I want to see the 18, 18 meter eighteen-meter-long, uh, giant squid.
0: Right. We then all we'll do. have
1: something. That's what we're all waiting for. Exactly.
0: So, uh, again, the nominees: house cats, corgis, elephant, giant squid, baby octopus. Eric, I'm gonna go baby octopus. Wow, <laughs> stunning upset. If you give it to
1: me, I'll take it. <laughs> What else we so got?
0: That moves into fictional character, uh-huh. and the nominees are Bilbo Baggins. Yes, had a big year. Yep, or was that
1: 2013? Doesn't that was, matter. That
0: was 2012. Okay. Um the the lady from Prometheus.
1: Yep. Which one? Charlize Theron or Rumina Pace?
0: Rumiina Pace. Okay. And um Thor. I think Thor had a pretty good year. I was gonna
1: say Thor. Oh. Thor had a great year because basically Thor took over the Avengers.
0: Yeah, I did. I mean
1: Loki was the bad guy. Thor was I my favorite character in that movie. Because he's basically like a god. He doesn't have any real reason to protect Earth except for Natalie Portman. <coughs> and he's like the only one who's really a superhero, in my opinion. What? In like the real in like the truest sense of the word. I I, I don't didn't, know I think they're all pretty super except for I, Iron Man. I just really didn't like that Captain America was like going toe to toe with Thor. It's like the shield is not is is not too, so strong that it can stop Thor's hammer. I think
0: it is. I, it, <laughs> I don't
1: All know. All right. Well, if they developed that uh, technology during World War II, why isn't everything made out of that?
0: That's a good point. Why can't they, they make iPhone? They should have just made it? a tank out of it,
1: exactly, or an iPhone. <laughs> uh, really, really heavy. Uh, I, I, I'm going to throw in Batman on this one. Uh huh. Batman had a big year, and I'm also going to throw in Bane. Right. Because uh, only because of the whole conspiracy that it was named Bane because Hollywood was trying to get Mitt Romney not elected. It worked. It totally worked. It's that's very what, sneaky. That's what
0: sunk that campaign. Totally.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. It had, it had everything else going for it. Liberal Hollywood. Or uh. are like left coast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Thor.
0: Alright, yeah. Good answer. Okay, so now, uh, this brings us into Best Use of an Accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the nominees are Jesse and Eric for Northwest Nerd. Okay. Aaron Hubbard for mm-hmm. Indiana Man. Yep. And Jim Jones for I'm Not From Indiana. <laughs>
1: I, I'm gonna. Oh gosh, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna throw in Josh from Texas, uh, just because. Yeah, it's an accent so strong that it's it's hard to understand.
0: <laughs> the telephone lines committed suicide.
1: <laughs> uh, but I gotta go, Aaron, just because we've been getting yeah, it's the a lot. Best accent ever. We've been going. We've been getting a lot of phone calls this year, and. Like ha- good half of them sound like A. <laughs> uh. So I gotta go A. on that one. Yeah.
0: Um. So uh, best beer that brings us to
1: best beer.
0: I have yeah, I have two. Okay. Uh, actually, I have three. Uh, Snow Cap Winter Warmer. Yep. Which you're uh enjoying now, drinking it right now. Rumble Oak Aged Pale Ale. Uh huh. And uh. Uh Red Chair Northwest, Pale Ale by Deschutes. Oh god,
1: I love Red Chair. Yeah. I'm yeah, so and, excited for that Yeah, to come it's down. coming up. My favorite spring seasonal. Oh yeah. Um I'm gonna throw in Twilight Summer Ale also from Deschutes. Oh yeah, that was so good this year. Really good. Deschutes was hitting it out of the park this year. Yeah, for um, sure. Um what else? What else? What else? I don't I think I feel like you have to go seasonals on these. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So I think that I think that covers the bases. I think so. Um. Gosh. So for me, it's between Snowcap, Twilight, and Red Chair. Really narrowed it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh. I'm gonna throw. You know, I'm just gonna throw my my hat in the ring because I love winter seasonals so much, and because I've tried more winter seasonals than any other seasonal, I'm gonna give it to Snowcap.
0: Mm. Well, the correct answer is Rumble, the Oak Age Pale Ale. Oh, okay. That was so good. Um, and that brings us to our final category, Uh Ginger of the Year. Yep. Eric, I only have two nominees. Okay. Maybe you can help me out. Emma Stone. Okay. Who, uh, is doing big things for Ginger Sex Appeal.
1: Uh huh. And Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket. Andy Dalton, good. Andy Dalton, real good. Um, I got a couple. Uh, Jessica Chastain. You know who this is? I don't I don't believe I do. She was in like every movie this year. Most recent one, Zero <laughs> uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Uh huh. Uh so I gotta throw her in the ring. And I think she personally I think she's doing more for the for the uh gender sex appeal. What's her name? Jessica Chastain.
0: How how do you spell that?
1: <laughs> J Well e- yeah. Chastain. C H A S T A I N, I think. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she's a looker. She's a looker. Plus I'm pretty sure Emma Stone said when she got the Gwen Stacy job that she's actually a natural blonde and she dyes her hair red. I don't I don't believe that.
0: I'm also- that's what that's what her manager told her to say. Ah.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, I also have to throw in the ring Blake Griffin. Do you know who this is? I don't think so. He's like he's he's the center for the Clippers. He's a basketball player. He's I think he's in subway commercials. Is that red hair? It's like, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like, like brown. It's red, red brown. I don't it kinda know. It kind
0: of looks like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman a little bit. <laughs> he looks no, like not Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> John C. Riley. Yeah. A it's little
1: like, bit, like Dr. Steve Brühl. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that's, is it, can I think of anybody else? I don't know. Ginger of the Year is a tough one because you really want to make sure you, you give it to the right person. Right. Last year's winner was Sean White. Yeah, Sean White. For
0: new listeners.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna go with Andy Dalton.
0: Alright. I think that's the right answer. Yeah. You got the Bengals to the playoffs. Right. And he's got that bright red hair.
1: That's the great thing is like he takes off his bright orange helmet to reveal <laughs> bright orange hair and bright orange skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bright orange
0: skin. <laughs> he, what he needs to do next year though is to dye the Bengal stripes into the hair.
1: Yes. He does. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> that would be perfect. Yes. So, congratulations, Andy Dalton. You're mm-hmm. you, you you take home the uh, biggest prize, yeah. Ginger of the Year, 2012. There you go. And, uh, look forward to seeing what you can do in 2013.
1: Yeah, dog. Okay, uh, now we're gonna move on to my first topic, and uh, my first topic this week comes to us from the Annals of Reddit, mm. um, and uh, and also from BBC News. This is a story. About a father concerned about his child. And let's just say he disagreed with his son's lifestyle and hired hitmen to kill him. What? Online. Wow. A man in China hired virtual assassins to hunt down his son in online video games and kill off his avatar, according to local media.
0: This, that's hilarious. Yes. <laughs>
1: So funny. The man, named by the Kotaku East blog as Mr. Fang, was concerned about the amount of time his 23-year-old unemployed son was spending online. He hoped his actions would deter his son from playing the games, he is reported to have said. "Uh, He says, uh, anyway, it doesn't really say whether it worked or not, but I'm thinking <laughs> it probably wasn't that effective.
0: I don't know. It depends how the game is structured. If, like, the guy can't get anything done because he's constantly being killed, that's a
1: great idea. Actually, yeah, that would be a drag. <laughs> but if it's a game like Halo, like, that's just what everybody's trying to do anyway.
0: Well, I'm guessing it was an MMO.
1: Yeah, I think it was World of Warcraft. I don't think yeah. they name it in here, but, uh but, uh but yeah... Uh, this is this is very interesting to me. First of all, I love the idea of an online assassin. Yes, I do too. Online Assassins for hire, com Eight
0: seven seven online assassinations for hire.
1: Right. Um eight seven seven My son plays too much Halo and I want him to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like the jokes have already happened. I'm laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, th- it's, it's interesting though. Like I am terrible at Halo, <laughs> but I understand that I will die numerous times per play. So I, I don't know. Is it, I, I just don't feel like this is going to be very effective.
0: Well, it depends on what the game is. Cause in something like okay. World of Warcraft, it
1: could totally work. So uh, explain to me how World of Warcraft works. I've never played World of Warcraft.
0: Well, there's basically three types of. Areas, there's safe ones, which are like the main cities, like if you're, uh, <clears throat> if you're on the horde, like Agrimar, the orc capital, that's safe. Like, um, if the alliance rolls in there and starts, they can like start killing the NPCs and stuff, but unless uh-huh. you attack them, they can't attack you. Oh. Then there's neutral areas, and, um, if you're just like out minding your own business in one of these neutral areas, and Alliance rolls up on you, they can kill you. There's nothing stopping them except your ability to defend yourself. So, so if they- you got a bunch of stuff you need to do, and it's in an area that's not safe, which most of it is, you have to go into uh, neutral or hostile areas to get stuff done. Then, um, then this online assassination plan actually totally works.
1: Well, so. This is interesting to me. Are there actually, like, douchebags who do that and just walk around and try to kill people all the time?
0: Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's called ganking. You gotta Uh. gank some noobs, buddy. (laughs) Great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's part of the appeal of World of Warcraft is the danger of the world. And, like, if you have a guild, you know, that offers some security. You can roll out there with multiple peeps. And sometimes it totally escalates. There'll be, like, a bunch of head... Uh, paladins like killing noobs out in the borderlands, and then you start you talk about it on the world chat, and you get a posse to roll up, and then they'll call other people, and it totally escalates into like battle. Huh. It's cool, and then sometimes you can also like get enough people you can roll through whole cities and kill all the NPCs.
1: Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Sounds cool, man. Yeah. So <laughs> assassinate that buddy. <laughs> Well uh this is this is the uh this is the update. It says despite uh being sick of getting killed every time, Zhao Feng, who is the uh the assassin, decided to (laughs) stick up to his father and tell him how he felt. He was quoted saying, I can play or I cannot play. It doesn't bother me. I'm not looking for any job. I want to take some time to find the one that suits me. Hearing his son's earnest plea, Feng said that he was relieved. It's unsure if Feng has called off his assassins or if Zhao Feng has found a job. One thing's for sure, Feng's way of deterring his son from playing games might not be one of the best ideas to come out of China recently, particularly as reactions to gaming and internet addiction have been very extreme.
0: That, wait, I'm not looking for a job because I'm taking time to find one that suits me? He's not looking for any job. Oh, just any old job. Right. Which, I see. To he's what he's I'm saying, the right job.
1: Could he do gold farming? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <gasps> like maybe the dad Oh <gasps> god. Maybe the dad needs to stop uh hiring assassins and start hiring more <laughs> gold farmers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dad, I'm not I'm not playing the game. I'm not just playing the game. I make $42 an hour yeah. doing this. I'm yeah. a gold farmer. That's what I do. You're playing too many games, son. <laughs> I make more money than you do. <laughs> I
1: literally bought everything in this house. I bought you a car last winter. <laughs> oh man, this is this is very interesting, Jesse. Do you think you could be an assassin in a game? Are you good enough?
0: Because um, I know I'm not.
1: I'm terrible. No. <laughs> okay.
0: But I am a big enough jerk that I will kill. Uh, noobs that I see rolling around.
1: See, I don't think that it's necessarily that you need to be good. You just need to be annoying. I think that's the thing. It's yeah. More of an annoying than an assassin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is there's no laws against that. Right? You, could you hire someone to just be a total annoyance? <laughs> <laughs> annoyance creed. Yeah, I'm paying you two hundred dollars a day. Just be don't break any laws.
1: Don't break any laws. Just off. be a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. So that's what all those guys on the bus are doing. Oh,
0: that's what it is. You're yeah. caught up in a secret war. That's what
1: the mafia does now.
0: Yeah. They've really, they've toned it down. They just annoy <laughs> each other now. Yeah, it's
1: really annoying.
0: You got, you received the kiss of annoyance. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's do some trivia. Uh,
0: Godfather does
1: kind of sound like Gold Farmer, though. That's true. <laughs> um. Uh. So I'm going to roll a six-sided die to see which category of Trivial Pursuit we're doing this week. I rolled Arts and Literature again, which uh, I don't think we should redo. Okay. All right, re-rolled. It's a one It's geography. One of my favorite right. cat categories. Favorite cats. Uh, Jesse, this one's for you. Please play along at home. What two states contain the furthest separated points in the U.S.? What? Two states? contain so
0: the two points between states
1: well what it is so it's a weirdly worded question but it's the furthest separated think about the farthest separated two points in the u.s Um, what are the two states that those two points are in
0: i'm going to say maine and hawaii
1: all right i'll go alaska florida florida and hawaii Oh, Oh. oh, stars above! Stars above! That's really interesting. Mm, Yeah, that is interesting. Um,
0: How does that work?
1: I don't know. Florida must stick out further than Maine. Yeah, but Maine—you'd think like the the diagonal of it. Yeah, but like the angle of Hawaii—it's probably not that severe of an angle change.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. This is one of those things where like. If you fly over the North Pole, you can right. get to England in like 25 minutes. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. I think it's 25 half hours.
1: <laughs> uh, this question's for me. What is the world's largest sea? Largest sea. I'm going to hmm. say. Well, it's it's going to be the. It's going to be the Mediterranean Sea, right? When I going to say it's Mediterranean. That's what I I was going
0: to say. Um, I guess maybe it's something where like the Gulf of Mexico counts as one. I'll say the Gulf of Mexico.
1: The Mediterranean. Okay. That I makes sense. Like there's the South China Sea, but I don't know how big that is. Apparently smaller than the Mediterranean. Yeah. To see this question for you, what city rises at the head of the Nile River Delta? Uh,
0: rises at the head of the Nile River Delta. Is that Alexandria?
1: I believe you're right. I believe, I believe it's Carthage. The former Carthage. But I'll go, I'll go, uh, what's that city? The, the former
0: Jetson. Carthage is in Tunisia.
1: Oh, it's in Alexandria.
0: No, sir, you're totally wrong. Serious? For Brittany Spurious. Carthage is in modern day Tunisia.
1: Huh. Alright. Uh I'm going to go with uh uh Giza. Cairo. Dang it. Huh, weird. Uh, why didn't I say Cairo? Uh all right, Jesse. This one is for me. You need the steel to tie. Uh what continent has the lowest highest mountain? I'm going to say Australia. Oh. <laughs> it's Ayers uh, Rock, right?
0: Uh I'll say Antarctica.
1: Okay. It's Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Eric wins.
0: Yay. Jesse doesn't win
1: everything this week, but you did win the roll-off, so what's your second topic?
0: Okay, um, for my second topic, I want to talk about a little thing that's uh-huh. happening in Boston right now. Okay. An emer an emergency has been declared. Ah. Because of influenza. Oh, I thought it was a
1: shorty fire burning on the dance floor. Well, there's two emergencies. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, So this is, there's a flu epidemic, well, maybe not epidemic, but a flu emergency outbreak. Mm -hmm. Boston, a scant three months away from
1: PAX East.
0: Mm. And I think it's a a recipe for
1: disaster. It is a recipe. It's a cesspool for disaster.
0: It's a writhing mass of stinky humanity. Yeah. A veritable breeding ground. For influenzas of all variety. Wow. Swine, turkey, cumin. Yeah. So, um. Did you say cumin? <laughs> yes. I said cumin.
1: <laughs> That's a one spicy flu. So you got,
0: you've, you've gotten the flu before, but I'm wondering, do you get flu shots?
1: I don't get flu shots. I've had the flu once. It was right. the swine flu. And right. I got it at PAX.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. If you're going, it might be a good idea to get your flu shot if you're going to Paxis. Yeah. I've never gotten a flu shot.
1: I've never gotten a flu shot either.
0: I find it weird. Um, I'll tell you I've what. I've also never, I don't think I've ever gotten
1: the flu. Yeah, I think maybe I should get one because I'm starting to ride the bus. Mm, speaking of writhing cesspools of <laughs> <Yeah>. human,
0: uh, <sighs> grossness. Yeah,
1: I, uh, I have to say. So last week, uh, the episode itself was called Flick Sticker Knob. And I realize that this is not a uncommon occurrence. <laughs> you got more, more pickers, more American, American pickers, more American pickers. <laughs> That's what that show should be about. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just Can about you start filming this and then uploading. Yeah, it's just about shaming people who pick their noses <laughs> on the bus. You're on American pickers. <laughs> pick your nose, pick your butt. Pick your nose, then your butt. The thing I in don't that un-
0: order. The thing I don't understand. I don't because it's gross.
1: Like, I, I think we talked about it last week, but like, it is, it's not just the picking, it's the eating. This is yeah. a common occurrence on the bus. Really? The Yes. Yes, the pick and eat. This guy Weird. did it to me. This guy did it in front of I, I think, I feel like he did it to me. Because it was so <laughs> gross. Did he make eye contact and keep it the whole time? No, this is it. So I was sitting in the seats, you know, there's like the two seats, right? And I always get a window seat because I get on the bus early. There's nobody on the bus. Mm-hmm. This dude sits next to me, and I don't make eye contact, but I, like, am looking out the window. It's dark outside, light inside, so I can see the reflection really well. And the dude's, like, he's got his thumb and his index finger both in his nose. How? What? Uh, <laughs> like, How is that possible? In, one in each nostril. What? And he's wow. river boating. He's just, like... Swirling around, and then inconspicuously just putting the resting the fingers on his lip, (laughs) and I almost (laughs) puked. It was was right next to you, right, not not eight inches from my body.
0: Now that is some freaking courage. (laughs) (laughs) What if he escalates this? Is this guy like on the bus every day?
1: I I haven't seen him. It's the first time I've seen him. Okay,
0: because you got to be careful. Or he might try and put it in your mouth next time. Well, I
1: don't understand it either because this is like bus etiquette. So, like, uh, I get on the bus. There's not a lot of people on the bus. When I get off the bus, there's not a lot of people on the bus. All the people get on the bus in between, and then it gets really crowded and it fizzles out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so toward the end, when it's fizzled out and there are open chairs all over the bus, and you're sitting you right gotta, next no. to me, you gotta move.
0: You have to. You're you didn't more move? Com-
1: no. You're more comfortable. I'm more comfortable. You can pick your nose over there, and I don't have to. Be aware of it. Oh, this is so gross. Anyway. I can't believe that happened. Regardless, I do condone uh, riding the bus. I have felt more refreshed. Like, you don't understand, you don't realize how much stress you're putting on your body driving in traffic every day until you stop driving in traffic every day. It's, It's actually a very stressful thing. Oh, yeah. I hated driving to work in Seattle. Yeah, it's drag, man. Especially when you got hit off that. Anyway, so, flu in PAX, uh. Yeah, be careful, nerds. Be careful, nerds. Get those flu shots if you're going to PAX East. I think it's worth it. I think so, too. Uh, take it from somebody who got swine flu in PAX. It's bad news.
0: So, what you do is, um, by the second day, Saturday, people are gonna start getting sick. They'll feel the symptoms. They're just gonna wanna hang out in the hotel, get some flu vaccines, and offer to trade a flu vaccination for their pass. Their, the rest of the day, you can go for free.
1: I love the idea that you just think they are like they hand out like syringes full of flu vaccines yeah. for trade.
0: <laughs> well, you can buy syringes. Where are you getting the, the chemical? Can you buy like flu vaccination?
1: It's just a pl- it's just a placebo. <laughs>
0: Plus I don't think that the flu vaccine well, it's actually heroin.
1: I don't think the flu vaccine works once you have the flu. I think it's preventative.
0: <laughs> you make a good point. But in their flu stricken delirium, right. they're not gonna realize that. Your plan is flawed, but I like it. It's actually yeah, just a it's just five hour <laughs> energy in <laughs> yeah, a syringe. God Four
1: people were found dead at PAX this year. <laughs> Uh, exploded. Yeah, just their arms. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's going to be the new craze in Major League Baseball is injecting five hour energy into your arms.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's not a bad substance. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, uh, I want to, uh, I want to move on my second topic this week. Uh, and it goes to our Facebook page. I really like this. We've been doing this lately of just, uh, posting when we're going to record and letting people drop on topics as we, uh, so we could talk about them on the show. Um, so earlier today, Christian William Maurer, uh, posted, he said, I'm sure you were going to cover it anyway, but how about Steve Ballmer's purchasing of the Sacramento Kings and moving them back to Seattle? Any ideas for an original name or should they stick with the Supersonics? So for those who don't know, Yahoo Sports today, uh, posted that a deal to sell the Sonic, uh, sell the Sacramento Kings. To a Seattle investment group, the same investment group that's building the new arena downtown, uh, is, has, has all but given, uh, has all but, all, all but signed the papers to sell, uh, a best, an NBA franchise back to Seattle. I couldn't right. be happier.
0: Yeah. Um, there was a guy I was, uh, getting up. A- shift drink after work and there's a guy at the bar who was actually on a road trip from Sacramento and he was mm. <laughs> he was all upset about it but he, he was saying if the Sacramento Kings left he wanted them to go to Seattle.
1: This is the problem. This is and the problem.
0: he also thought that it might have been the Chris Hansen. <laughs> from Dateline NBC?
1: Yeah. And it I, is funny. I, I
0: dashed his hopes.
1: It is funny. So the investor is named Chris Hansen. He's an investment guy from San Francisco. Grew up in Seattle. He's building this arena, but his name's Chris Hansen, like Chris Hansen, Dateline NBC. Um, it should
0: be Dateline NBC Stadium.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it should be. Why don't you have a seat, Stadium? <laughs> 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 now, if you don't know, he's starting every press conference by saying, "If you don't know, I'm Chris Hansen, uh, from NBC." Oh. Anyway. Uh, but this is the problem that I have with it. It's like we are a city that had our NBA franchise stricken from us, stolen, yeah. taken to Oklahoma City where, where it was in the NBA Finals last year. Kevin Durant played his rookie season in the city of Seattle. And I remember the heart-wrenching feeling of that having that happen to us. Now that's happening in Sacramento, but the problem is Sacramento doesn't have any of sports teams. So they don't have a Seahawks to root for. They don't have the Mariners to loathe over. They don't have the Sounders to get drunk at, they don't even have <laughs> the, the the WNBA storm. They got nothing else in mm. Sacramento, and now we're taking their only sports franchise. So I and I have some friends from Sacramento. I feel kind of bad about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. But I mean, there's not going to be an expansion anytime soon. That's so. true.
1: And the problem, I mean, it it marks something that I think is very. Uh, very apropos for the NBA is to actually take teams and send them to large markets. Like what the NBA has been doing is taking teams from large markets and moving them to small markets. <laughs> moving a team from Seattle to Oklahoma City. Moving a team from Vancouver, British Columbia to Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, like it. There's be a going, Vancouver BC team. Yeah, the Vancouver Grizzlies. Wow, I had no idea. Back in the day. We had a great little rivalry up here: Vancouver Grizzlies, Seattle SuperSonics, Portland Trail Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, and, it's like uh, the Cascadia Cup, exactly. And then the Grizzlies moved to Memphis, and uh, the Sonics moved to Oklahoma City. Crazy! I had no idea. So, I you know it's it's what they, it's what they should be doing. There was talk of of the Kings moving to um, Anaheim and also moving to Virginia Beach, but I think that uh, you know. David Stern said that he felt bad about the way things went down in Seattle. I don't really believe him. I still think he's a creep. Uh, but he's the commissioner of the NBA. And, uh, apparently he had a hand in, in bringing the Kings up here. I don't want the Kings. I want the Thunder. The Thunder are good.
0: Yeah, that's, it's weird. Like, team A, like the Sonics moved to Thunder or Oklahoma changed their name and then right. another team comes here and becomes the Sonics. Right. seems kind of forced.
1: Well, it's it's and it's by design. So when the thunder did move to the, the way this whole thing went down is that uh, Clay Bennett bought the Sonics and he's from Oklahoma City. All along, only wanted to move the team to Oklahoma City. He moves them to Oklahoma City, but in the move, uh, the the city of C- the Sonics had a lease on Key Arena for the city of Seattle that hadn't run out yet. So everybody was like, "Well, at least we can keep the Sonics here for the uh, for the." Uh, Extend to the lease, maybe we'll find somebody who wants to build an arena, we can move them in there. But then the mayor of Seattle, Greg Nichols, is like, nah, we'll just let it buy us out and yeah. move the team. But but everyone, we get to keep the name Supersonics. They won't be the Oklahoma City Supersonics. Right. Which is just lame. Um like that was not the trade off that we wanted. We didn't want the name of a team for no team. Um uh, But uh but anyway. It, you know, they're moving back here. I'm happy that they're still going to be the Seattle Supersonics. I think that that is, it's good that we don't have to rename them. We don't have to become the Charlotte Bobcats. Uh, although, you know, the Seattle Kings works because they play in King County. But Jesse, uh, Christian does, uh, bring up a good point. Uh, if, if they weren't going to be called the Supersonics, can you think of a good name for a basketball team in Seattle? Um, the, the Space Needles. I like it's the Space tall, Needles. We're
0: tall. Yep. The uh, the space reachers, the space, Bo- the the engineers,
1: <laughs> the Boeing engineers. It works for Microsoft
0: too, software development.
1: I always thought it'd be cool if you know when they're naming the new arena if they call it the Boeing Field House, because like Field House is a name for an arena and it's right next oh. to Boeing Field. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it would actually work out nicely.
0: Hmm. Um, uh, you-, you could go with like a. Uh, some sort of like, AV, I mean, keep the aviation thing alive, like, mm-hmm. like the B-52s. Yeah, the bombers. B-12 bombers, the bombers.
1: Yeah. But the interesting thing is, if they were named the bombers, they're actually owned also by Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer. <laughs> <laughs> so that would actually work out.
0: Yeah, everyone's really excited about this, uh, Seattle Sonics thing,
1: but, uh, I I just can't really get into it. It's very, it's also very like bittersweet for me because, like I said, I hate David Stern. I think he's a terrible commissioner. Um, and I kind of wrote off the NBA. Like I have not been following the NBA. I don't really give a shit about what's going on in the NBA because they spited Seattle, the city of Seattle, so much. In fact, I had no idea who any of the players were on the Sacramento Kings, so I went to the <laughs> Sacramento Kings website today just to see. I, I was like, "Well, I have to acclimate myself to these players now because this is my team, basically." Right. So I guess now I have a team at least to to follow in the NBA. But
0: there have been people in Seattle who continue to wear like the, the basketball sh- jackets, mm-hmm. like the big jackets, the Supersonics gear, and um I'm just I'm happy for them. I think. They'll be very, very pleased with this. Plus, I'm more cool. excited about NHL. I really, really want the Seattle Sockeye.
1: Yeah, but I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna get an NHL team until the actual arena is built, because apparently right. there's no place in Seattle for them to actually play until the new arena is built. So I think it's gonna be kind of like a Sounder situation, where we'll build the arena and then a couple years later we'll get an NHL team.
0: Right. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah. All right, well, uh let's go ahead uh and and move on to the uh, last section of the show. Before we do our recommendations, I want to uh I want to thank everybody who uh who liked us on Facebook this week. You can find us on Facebook Personal arrogance podcast. Um we got some new likes. We got Jason Cornelius, we got Chris Rogers, we got Angela Martinez, we got John O'Brien. John O'Brien, uh, big Pats fan. I'm guessing he's from New England, but he also has a little bit of a hookup on karaoke supplies, which I'm very excited about. Priscilla Torres also uh, liking us on Facebook. A lot, of, a lot of likes. A lot of likes, a lot of love. Um, I also want to thank James Patterson. Um, he posted on uh, on our Facebook uh, topic thread today. He said, how do you start playing a brand-new, complicated board game like Game of Thrones when no one has played it before? I think you got to have somebody who... Uh, who takes the lead reads the rule book and then reads the rule book again with everybody else.
0: Yeah, I have a better answer. What's that? <laughs> um, because I've I've had to do this a lot of times, especially with Agricola. It doesn't really get more pieces and more complicated than that, right? I do. I have like a ceremonial unboxing, uh huh, where I open it up, I punch out all the pieces, and then I set the board up as though I'm going to play, uh huh, and that way it's like. It, usually the games will have like a components list. It'll be like 17 cards in the butthole deck. So I find the butthole deck and put it over there. And, it's, and then it's like 28 cards in the wiener mobile deck. <laughs> and then I do that one. And then yep. it's like 16 uh dingus tokens. So I, like I find everything and then set it up as though I, were gonna, I was going to play, then read the rules. And then uh, that usually gives me a pretty good understanding.
1: Yeah, that actually makes sense. I think... Uh, I think any time that you're explaining a game, this is the way that I think it should be done. It's the first thing that you should tell people is how to win the game.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is I got that, that from you, and it's made things much easier.
1: Yeah, it's this is something that rule books, for some reason, completely overlook. But the first <laughs> yeah. thing you could say, you should say is you win the game by, if you're playing Cazzo's Dan Dan, you win the game by getting 10 victory points. Mm-hmm. And then when you're explaining what uh, how to gain victory points later in the game when you're explaining it, People aren't like, what's a victory point? Yeah, exactly. People already know what a victory point is. It's how you win the game. Yeah. Uh, so first thing you do is is explain how you win the game. The second thing you do is explain how to set up the game, and then you get into the rules. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what the pieces are, what everyone's looking at, and then, like, just kind of... I usually give out, like, general strategy, just, like, mm-hmm. real general yeah. stuff. Like, if you do this, you're kind of probably going to be doing better.
1: And I think also, if you are playing a game for the first time, and somebody is explaining the rules to you, you cannot get mad at them if during the course of the game they say, oh yeah, you can't do that. Or, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, this is what happens now. This I hate bogus yeah. table flip. People are like, oh god, why don't you tell me? It's because if I would have told you, it would have, you wouldn't have remembered it, and it would have boggled your mind. And the first time you play a game, you're learning the game, you're not playing the game.
0: Yeah, true. <sighs> That's that. Um, well, there's also one from Jason Cornelius yes. real quick. Yes. Um, he asked, what do you think of Fantasy Flight games? We love them. Right. But he says, I'm giving that X-Wing game a hard look, and I say give that a hard pass. We uh-huh. got the opportunity to play that at PAX Prime last summer, and it was a stinker. A yeah. rare miss for Fantasy Flight.
1: Now, Fantasy Flight, I think it's easy to say that they're a favorite, favorite publisher. Right. Uh, Arkham Horror, Citadel's. Uh, they just do Red November, which I really enjoy. I don't think you played that yet. Um, uh, Level Team Manager, Level Team Manager, Battlestar Galactica. Yep. Uh, just just great, great games. Um, but yeah, it, even a great game publisher doesn't. Not all of their games are great. No, I made that mistake early on. Um, you know, I played uh Settlers of Catan, and I was like, oh well, <laughs> uh, everything from Mayfair Games must be really good. Big yeah. mistake. That, that's like the worst one, also yeah. to make that mistake. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are other publishers out there. There's Rio Grande Games. They do some good games. They do Puerto Rio Rico. Does good. They do Man
0: does good stuff.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Days of Wonder is also another one that does some great stuff. But I think Fantasy right. Flight consistently has the highest quality. Plus, a Fantasy Flight game, you're getting a lot of really cool pieces, uh, like a very comprehensive rule book, and even if the game kind of falls flat. It's, uh, you have a lot of cool things to look at.
0: <laughs> at yeah, but I, I still say give X Wing a pass. It's mm. super slow. It doesn't really, it's not all that logical. Mm. Like, the thing is, like, you're, you're deciding what you're gonna do based on a guess, and you're guessing what the other person's gonna do, and that doesn't really make sense in dogfights. It's like, I'm gonna veer slightly to the left. Well, uh, Earlier, I already selected fearing slightly to the right, so I guess I lost because I decided yeah. to go slightly to the right, and he went slightly to the left. There's no way I could have stayed on his tail.
1: Yeah, it's a little silly. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but uh, but like I said, we're not. This isn't a knock on fantasy flight. It's a knock on that individual game, though. Exactly. A lot of other games you could get that you probably have more fun playing. Um. So that's that. That's our Facebook page. You can also always write us an email, personalergates at gmail dot com. You can send us a voicemail three six oh three six two zero zero two four. That's three six oh three six two zero zero two four. Uh but always, always, always go to baldmove.com people. Baldmove dot com is a great website, full of great podcasts. We are one of them, but uh there's one for the ladies is the Because Show. Um there's uh there's all of the uh Course, all of the TV show podcasts that are up right now, um, recapping uh, Breaking Bad, Justified, Walking Dead, uh, Game of Thrones. Um, and also, a really cool thing if you're like, hey guys, I listen to your podcast a lot and I would give you money, but I'd rather buy stuff on Amazon. Well, we've got something for you. Go to baldmove.com, there's the Amazon click through link. And uh, you can click on that. And then any shopping you do on Amazon, we get a little kickback for that. So that's a great way for you to support us without actually giving any money directly to us. You're just buying the things you would buy normally on Amazon. Okay, you're going to buy it anyway. You're going to buy it anyway. Might as well give us a little kickback. Uh, but I have got to give a strong shout-out to The Because Show. I love The Because Show. Three knowledgeable modern feminists in uh, Southern California doing it right. Uh, very enjoyable, embarrassing stories, uh, high highs, low lows, books, uh, and maybe even a phone call or two from the personal arrogance guys. I love The Because Show, and it's like every episode you become more and more friends with them. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, that's so Geraldine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I yep. listen to every new episode that comes out
1: on Ball Move a Dead Cam. Yep. Um and uh now I guess it's time to do some uh some recommendation called a cast. Jesse, what's your first recommendation?
0: Uh my first recommendation, I know I'm way way behind the ball on this one
1: but Parks
0: and Rec I just started watching it oh, it's and so good.
1: I can't stop it's a good show when Parks and Rec first came out I thought that it was just like a rip off of The Office that's I what I
0: thought too I was like just
1: a Office clone passed yeah. could not be more wrong
0: no it's really good the characters and- are
1: much more endearing everybody Andy mm-hmm. uh of course Ron Swanson right Um Aziz Ansari's character uh, Tom he plays Tom yeah Tom yeah I love Yeah. It. yeah Parks and Rec is good It's pretty good. And it's on Netflix. Uh, My first recommendation this week is going to be a board game called Escape the Curse of the Temple. Came out in 2012. Uh, Basically, it's a dice rolling game, and it's cooperative, and it's played to an audio soundtrack. And you're basically playing Indiana Jones trying to find jewels in a temple and then escaping before the door closes you in and you spend eternity as a skeleton. It's pretty fun. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a good game. Um, I think we kind of figured it out. There's like a base game, and then there's a more advanced game. I think as a group, we kind of figured it out, uh, figured out how to play the base game pretty quickly. But then the advanced game really gets the ball rolling. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Pun intended there. Yeah, uh, good one. Um, But it's a good game, and I always love a a good audio track. And it's got a good urgency to it, uh, which I think is really fun. Basically, it's it's all time Base and you're just trying to roll dice as quickly as possible so it's it's good it's got a good sub and, and it takes ten minutes to play so if you don't wow. like it it's over in ten minutes that's pretty cool yeah what's your second recommendation
0: uh grego's vodka I like it
1: do it <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh, my second recommendation this week is gonna be the Futurama movies that are also on Netflix
0: oh yeah I've been watching those i I never watched
1: them when they first came out yeah I think it's great. There's Ender's Game, which actually has a big D&D influence. There's right. The Beast with a Billion Backs. Uh, and there's I think there's two more movies. There's Hour and a Half of Futurama. And why not? Yeah, one's like something, the green something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the green something. It's a great, great, great movie.
1: All right. So, um, I want to leave our listeners this week. We'd like to thank you once again, as we always do, for uh, letting us pour another hour of sound into your eardrums. Um, but, uh, this week I would like to, uh, I'd like to end with a little shout out to our recommenders on iTunes, people who recommend us on iTunes. We love it when you do that. We always, uh, we always check that. And it's something you could do that helps out the podcast, it helps us get a little bit of exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one comes to us from no other than the John O'Brien, who has a cool karaoke setup. He says, another f- awesome podcast from the Baldwin Network. Glad to have found them from Breaking Bad and Watching Deadcast. Funny guys and great topics. Thank you, John O'Brien. And you can always rate and review us on iTunes. But until next week, we'd like to remind you that wherever you go. And whatever you do. Please stay, stay arrogant. arrogant.